0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Talkin' BS. My name is Van Santos, and as always, I'm joined by my old pal, Corey Bell. This week, Corey and I talked about communication and the art of cursing. There's a lot that goes into communicating your thoughts and ideas across your various friendships, work relationships, and interactions as a whole. We unpacked these concepts and more. We also spent the second half of the episode talking about curse words, how these bad words are used, interpreted, and communicated. You're now listening to episode 15, titled Communication in the Art of Cursing. This is Talkin' BS. This week we decided we were going to talk about cursing. Well, at least we, we had this random idea to talk about the art of cursing and then it, it's kind of blossomed into a couple other topics. Had you watched that documentary prior to us talking about this?
1: No. Um, so on Netflix there is a Nicholas Cage hosted, it's like, I guess a docu series now about the history of swear words. um, I do not recommend watching it with children. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're, they're, they do the—it's exact, exactly what it
0: sounds like. They, they do the exact opposite of what we're about to do, which is not say any of the swear words while going through swear words. So, anyways, yeah, yeah. they just on repeat, boom, 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 just yeah, it was interesting. I, I watched the first like two or three episodes, but uh, hey, before we get into that, uh, let's just jump into. We, we were thinking about just speaking in general. We were thinking about accents, talking, languages. Um, so, you know, it's really interesting how we how we communicate in all these different ways. But obviously speaking is, is a big one. And there's so many different ways we do it now. I mean, you're however many miles away right now. We're looking at each other on a computer screen and talking into microphones. But, you know, you talk to people in person. You talk to people over Zoom, on the phone. Do you change the way that you talk based on either it, where you're at, who you're talking to, if you're in person, yada, yada.
1: 100%. And, uh, I think what's funny, we'll, we'll get into accents too, but like the first thing that popped up to me was like, whenever I'm talking to my dad or somebody back home, a lot more of the country comes out. Right. And it's some of the, some of the accents and some of the word choices and so and, and it's just like, you don't even think about it. Right. It was especially when I was, uh, in, in the Navy and, you know, serving with guys from any and everywhere, you kind of lose that accent. You, you lose that dialect uh, just a little bit. And it's not that anything bad. It's just, you know, you kind of get more accustomed to a blend of everything. And, but it's always funny because I hear it and it gets pointed out to me regularly that I, I sound more and more like an uh, Alabama redneck whenever I'm, I'm talking to, you know, my dad and brother.
0: <laughs> I, I, it is, I'm a chameleon. I actually pride myself on my ability to adapt to certain situations. I, I from spending all of this time in hospitality, you you meet every kind of person there is. So I really I do actually consciously think about who I am talking to. You know, they they say know your audience, right? With like public speaking or, or any kind of presentation or work or whatever it is, uh, you know, you're pitching something, know your audience, like now that I do it on purpose sometimes, but then to your point, I'll be around my, my dad or my brothers or just people back home. And Kimberly's like, yeah, you really emulate what they do. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even notice that, but I just I do talk differently. I mean, on this podcast, I'm not my full self right now. Surprise everybody. <laughs> like <laughs> we're going to talk about cursing later. I don't curse a lot here it's a little different in real life, you know? Uh those people that I'm comfortable around. But anyways, and then also I I think I don't know. Part of me thinks that's too much. Part of part of me wishes maybe I didn't have to think about things too much, but in this world we're in right now, I'm not saying I say terrible things behind the scenes, but you you need to be aware of your situational speaking. You got to know where you're at, there's certain times to say certain things that it may be totally appropriate one way and then not appropriate another way. So uh, I do feel like that's kind of a skill that you, you should probably have as an adult in this world. No, post yeah, 2020,
1: you would think you would think, right? I mean, I can tell you, you know, you made a point about at work, right? I mean, it, it depends on if I'm talking to an executive or if I'm talking to one of those guys out in the back swinging a hammer, you know, kind of how you hey, approach that conversation. so and, true. I mean, it really does. Uh, but something, I don't know, this just popped in my head by just speaking and general, you know, courtesy on how you approach that. The thing that drives me crazy, and there's a lot of things, but the thing that drives you crazy about people with this is, do you, I mean, I know you see it, like walking through Target and seeing that person like on speakerphone, like just they're the only people there and do not this care. Is, this one is bit. the
0: progressive commercial. This is the progressive Dude, commercial. It's it like, is.
1: <laughs> that is so true. It's like, hey man,
0: look, we don't look, we don't do speakerphone if you're by yourself. Like just and you're walking in the store. Like if you're in the car or whatever, rocking around the house, sure, you're, you're in a public place. We don't want to hear your conversation. Like the guy I don't even
1: like being on the phone too the much guy like, with the, when I'm out.
0: Yeah, the guy with the blue hair walks by. It's like we all see it. We all see it. Blue. We all blue. <sighs> oh man, you ever you ever put but, your? I foot... mean, it's true though. Like, okay, I, I hate it. Yeah. Hate Two it. questions I'm thinking of. Like, do, have you ever put your foot in your mouth before?
1: A hundred times a day. A day. Nice. I can't I think of one all off the, the top of
0: my head, but I I have had a couple times where like, oh, I just let something go that I shouldn't have. You know, what I'm saying maybe not a curse word necessarily, but maybe like something that was maybe too formal or too lax for the situation. I mean, to your point, I have friends that are they lean a certain way and maybe they don't lean another. Like I have law school buddies and then I have sports buddies, I have buddies from back home. I have friends, you know, it, you got to you got to really tailor your your language to whatever kind of niche you're in right there is interesting. It's very, it's very interesting. You just want to fit in, right? I'll t-
1: You do, you do. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, just a couple weeks ago, we were up in, uh, in Raleigh for a divisional meeting, right? And I had probably two or three guys who were kind of my peers, right? And I'll consider them honestly really good friends, you know? And so, you know, we usually kind of joke around and you know, have a little bit different of a humor, you know, than we would with the executives. And then we had a couple of higher <laughs> executives sit down at the dinner table with us And, you know, they were being very relaxed and very kind of chill. You know, it was just it was a dinner after a long day of meetings. They just wanted to relax, have some fun, kind of get to know each other a little bit better. And and it's all great. And everything's going really well. You know, you kind of learn those work appropriate stories, you know, to tell uh, and and kind of how you present them. Oh, yeah. And then uh, about two bourbons in, I decided it was a good point. They were asking me a bunch of Navy stuff because everybody always wants to know about Navy stuff and they were you know asking about different things like yeah man you know and there are some guys who I've seen it they've taken those like you know those white big pins that are kind of like hollowed out in the center you know what I'm talking about Yeah. I'm like yeah 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 i'm like i've seen guys fill those with cocaine take those underway and then dribble them out on their logs and that's how they stay up for 18 hours straight to make sure they're getting through the day and like i immediately said it and it just kind of went quiet i was like oh, that was too far that was too much <laughs> that was, i was should have said that one should have crossed crossed. said that one I have crossed the line. <laughs> and you know, if I'm like sitting there, me and you, like we would laugh about, it. I'm like, oh man, I can't believe they did that. Was right? That, you know?
0: Was that you and yeah, I that we used, we used to have that joke where here's the line, Corey, and this is where you've gone? Was that you or was that Preston? That's, that's, or, oh, I can't remember. That's, or was
1: it Sebastian? I was always over that line, dude. Growing oh, up, I was oh, always you
0: over were, that line. You didn't even see the line. The line was so far away, you were way, way, way so far past it, it didn't
1: exist. I'll tell you. I mean, you know, and, you, and we'll get into the the cursing side of it in a second. But uh, you know, cussing like a sailor is definitely probably pretty true. Uh, but I will say, once you have a little kid running around, sugar is like my my go to. Like sugar. That's awesome. Freckle, freckle. Like you know, dude. It's uh, yeah. It's that's awesome. Mm. So let's say you Let- know we're talking we're talking to to up and down chains of command, right? Um, you know, there's an art to it. There's an art to how you have to talk to different people and, and the number of people, right. You know, like if it's just me and you kind of talking, it's a lot different than if I'm sitting in front of a, even a party with like 10 people, right. It's different. Or if I'm addressing 300 people in an auditorium, right. How comfortable are you with public speaking and getting up in front of people?
0: Well, that has changed over time. Uh, I, one of my only bees in college came in public speaking and it was my freshman year I clammed up I didn't like it it was just crazy which is like I think about myself now I played a bunch of shows and got out in front of people and then through work at the hotel just putting on presentations and meeting people I would say I'm a 10 right now now I don't know about an auditorium full of like 3,000 people but like I could get up in front of a few hundred people and give a speech or, or presentation or something I, I wouldn't even, I don't think I would stress too much about that, but take, take me 10 years ago. Yeah. Got a little nervous. Didn't, did not <laughs> like that. I, I definitely was more of an introvert, um, or, you know, growing up. I, I think you were the loud one. I was the quiet one, which I still have. I still have some tendencies. Like if I go into a social situation if it's people that I know and I'm comfortable, I'll flourish. If it's new people, I'm going to sit back and probably observe a little bit, wait, and then when I've got a point of reference, I'll jump in when I can. I feel like you're probably the, hey, Corey Bell is here, everybody.
1: Nice to meet yeah. me. I'm date my. I always have to be. <laughs> I still have to be the center of attention. It uh, is still yeah. the requirement. does not matter the room or the room size. So, That's just the, the way I am. So, I, mean, hey.
0: I mean, I guess if I had to and it was kind of my choice, yes, I could public speak. I would, be, I would feel comfortable with that. What about yourself? I mean, I, I'm assuming oh, yes, this, is dude, like, I love it. this is like an easy. I love it. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm honestly like presenting and, and doing those things. I'm, I, I, the, when I took public speaking, do you know what the criticism was that I got? You're too loud? Overconfident.
0: Overconfident. That does not, there's not a surprise there for me. Not at all.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> made, 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 perfect sense, but no, man, I, I love it. I like speaking in front of people. I like being engaged and, uh, and capturing the audience. Right. I, I just, I love it. That's something that, you know, I, I think I'm uh, lucky enough to be a little bit blessed with and do. What are some things, you know, you hear like, imagine the audience, you know, in their underwear. Yes. What are, are there any any tips or tricks that uh, that that have helped you? Kind of, I mean, yours is more experience, I think, that's helped you get more comfortable oh, with it.
0: Absolutely,
1: experience.
0: I think, I think I I'm a big like I I'm an observer. I really pride myself on on seeing other people and then taking little pieces of what I see. So I think legitimately just watching throughout work and, and, you know, performance and music and whatever, watching what other people did and then being like, okay, that little thing was cool, so I'm going to take that for myself. Or this thing worked for them, so I'm going to use that. So, you know, w- walking out from outside of the podium, you know what I'm saying? Especially in, in, in the courtroom as well, I don't necessarily want to do litigation, but having those public speaking skills is a big deal, you know? Um, so obviously being confident in what you're talking about, that's, that's a big one. Um, but then can you,
1: can you actually, sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off here, but can you talk about that a little bit more? Because I do remember, uh, coming to visit you, it was one of your classes and you guys had a trial, a mock trial you were presenting and it was like a team thing. And you were telling me there, you could tell who was comfortable talking in front of, I mean, it was like 12 people, Yeah. but you could, you could see who was comfortable and could work a room and could talk to people and who obviously could.
0: Yeah. That is a, uh, that was a heck of a year. I think that was our second yeah second year. We did a uh, criminal trial course. And, you know, law school is hard because it's, it's the the law in general is hard. It's a hard profession. And there's a couple of different routes you can go. Again, if you do more transactional, that's going to be more contract-based, you know, deals. You're not going to really be in the courtroom as much, which is kind of what I want to do. But on the litigation side of things, you've got to one, have this massive body of knowledge that you have in your head, and you've also got to be able to present it in a strong but likable way. Everybody sees the courtroom dramas, and those are insane, Um, but to get it to all come together for your client in a courtroom setting is uh, pretty difficult, and I, hey, I was nervous I was so nervous there. I did well. I felt confident when I, once I got up there because, again, I felt like my personality was going to show through. The nerves came from, do I know all of the facts of this case, and can I remember all of the rules of the court to present it and to defend my position on the fly? Because you go in there, you got a plan, and then the judge may say something, or you know they may object, or the witness may not give you the answer that you're looking for, and, okay, how can I think on my feet and circle back around. So it's a, it's a game. It's not, I don't know. It's, I don't know if a game is a good word, but a strategy. So, um, it was very, very apparent, um, who in the class was book smart, but that was never, ever going to succeed in the courtroom. It, 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 (laughs) I mean, some people fell on their face, clammed up, looked so nervous, which I, I mean, I, I, feel bad for those people in that moment. I had compassion for that. But you could just tell like this person needs to go just write for a brilliant attorney and let them go into the courtroom. Like they don't need to be in front of people. Flip side, flip side, you've got other people that got up there and they were overconfident. And that actually, you know, in a presentation, I guess that it's not that big of a deal. But if you come across as too bold or a too pompous jackass kind of pompous. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that can come across poorly to a jury and that could cost you, which is crazy that you may have all the right knowledge out there, but you know, your style, you lose style points, which is, yeah, that's tough, but that's the game, you know? So you got to see kind of both sides. Um, I love the ones where the people got too confident and then they said something that was wrong. Like, you need to be a little careful with what you say because if you say something wrong, you could open the door to something or, you know, cause some real issues. And some people would just run their mouth and then, ah, it's backtracking time.
1: So, Dude, no, that's, honestly, I find that incredibly interesting. And I didn't know, I guess it makes sense. It's just something I never thought about. So are there actual, like, attorneys or, I don't know, attorneys, I guess they're called attorneys at that point, that do kind of the research and writing and give it to, like, the head guy and,
0: Yeah. It does work that way. Yes. Quick aside, but yes, there are associate attorneys or junior attorneys, or there's plenty of different titles that they can Mm -hmm. use of people that will do the heavy writing and the heavy research side of things and then basically pass it up the chain. If you ever seen suits, that's exactly what's going on there. That's kind of that's a heightened, crazy version of something that would never happen really like that. But (laughs) but yes. And then like every judge has at least one clerk, if not a couple of clerks. Well, depending on the size of the, the, you know, the court and everything. So, um, the judges, Yeah, I knew
1: the, I knew the clerkship. I didn't, I just didn't realize, I didn't ever thought about it. Yeah. I guess I mean, just my, so my naivete.
0: You could imagine clerking for like a Supreme court justice is kind of a big deal. So yes, obviously those justices, I'm sure a lot of them write their own, you know, briefs and everything and opinions, but I would also imagine that their clerks, you know, it's probably one of those like, hey, this is what I want to say. Go do the research. Look it up and 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 prove this point. And then they go back and, and they kind of work together. Um, that would be a pretty crazy job. But, yes, there are some people in the law that just are the the think tank. They're just the brain behind the, you know, behind the show. And then there's others that, no, are, ju- cool. then there's others that are just the show and they have no idea what they're really saying. They're just out in front. They're just showmen. You see that all the time.
1: So, yeah sounds like every politician ever. <laughs> it's all uh, as a as a, uh, as a show for the uh for the lobbyist. That's all they are. Uh, but anyway, not to not to go down that rabbit hole, which we still have to do a pod on on lobbyists. By the way, that was Yes. One of our, yes
0: our we yes, we do need to do that. Yeah. Um so you made a note about gestures. So I'm a hand man. I think you're a hand man too. That sounds weird. Now that I say that out loud. sounds so bad. It doesn't sound. Good. <laughs> I mean, last episode it had to be wet and this, this episode I'm a hand man, mm. but, uh, <laughs> but I, I found mm. myself, especially in the hospitality world, like gesturing, you know, hands go up and then this, and then that. And for those of you that are just listening, you can't see my hands moving around, but they're moving. They're just up and down. I don't know what to do with my hands. No, I know exactly what to do with my hands. And, I use them. God, it just, there's not a it's good sounding way. so bad. There's not, you're not a good this is not going way well. nope. to do it. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Nope. video would be really That's helpful here for them to see. Yeah. So,
1: all right. Well, sure.
0: are you a gesture?
1: Uh, you know, I, I gesture and I pound. Okay. <laughs> now you're, yep, that was intentional. That, that one was intentional. That one was intentional. No, I, uh, I do emphasize, right? I think, I think it helps. I think gestures do help get, get your point across. It could emphasize certain words, emphasize certain uh, you know dictations or things you would like to kind of drive home and get across a little bit better. I also think if I'm just staring at you and especially if you're monotone, I'm zoning out. I, you, gotta, you gotta do something. Like give me an, an inflection, give me a gesture, give me a something. You know, I think the greatest of all time at doing this, Nick Saban. Okay. My man. Dude, every word has a point, has a gesture, has he's throwing up gang signs, he's pounding the table, he's making the Coke bottle mad. It is. Have you seen that SEC short, by the way? Yes. About the Coke bottle on We've his chest? It's, so it's It's They're phenomenal. So he
0: does use his hands a lot, especially when he's dancing, the little T Rex dance. Hey.
1: Yeah. It's Nick Saban. So good. It's, it's Nick Saban. Come on. He can do whatever he wants. Um,
0: Exactly. So you you hit on a really good point. I was going to talk about that. Volume is a big thing too. Even when we first started this podcast, Kimberly was giving me some feedback and she's like, well, I kind of want to tell you about this, but I don't know if it's really a bad thing. It's just you guys are guys. And so like guys always talk. She's like, you're very monotone. Like when we when you talk, it's just right here and it just stays right here. And it, like our volume doesn't really change much. Yes, we laugh sometimes. But she said women talk very differently than men. And I I try to do that when I'm public speaking because it helps to get the volume to go up. And then you get their attention and then you bring them in with this very important drawn out point. And then you, you know the pause. So the oh. pause is great. But just dynamics in general, In music we call that dynamics, going up, down, changing the tempo. You can really like use those things to your advantage. I love, I love storytelling in person too, don't you? I just like love sucking yeah. them in and then waiting for that, that just hammer at the end. Ugh. But um, I definitely, uh, she she pointed that out, and then I've actually legitimately tried to do better of going up and going down, and then just kind of changing up the tempo a little bit so that it keeps all of you out there engaged
1: and i'm just generally loud oh, just, oh yes always. You,
0: you're always you're right there one other thing i I'm was thinking sit, I'm of. i'm
1: sitting so far from the mic just right now when you when you,
0: <laughs> when you brought up um slamming the table all i could think about was the office when dwight goes up to give his uh, acceptance it's uh speech for the award and jim hooks him up with all of the speeches that, was it? Was it Stalin, Hitler? was it Stalin, right? I think it was Stalin. Yeah, I, think I was going to say it wasn't Hitler exactly, but it was Stalin. And he gets up there and he gives this. <laughs> the wheels of. I can't, can't remember
1: what he said. I don't remember the lines, but it's so good. That, oh, that one is funny and a great office shout out. Gotta love. I'm so upset good. that it's not on Netflix anymore.
0: Well, you clearly don't have the cock then.
1: Dude, no, I did download. It. Hold on, the but I haven't cock. tried to see it. The peak. <laughs> it's not funny. All right, I mean, we're about to talk
0: about funny. cursing. Okay, You're just I don't funny. think that's a curse word, but around this household, that yeah. app is now known as the cock.
1: I like it. Um, <laughs> or uh, I know, like, for not, not, don't. Okay, don't misinterpret that as I like the cock. Like, let's kind of hold on a second.
0: Well, just call it peacock for this one little singular moment. Pe- peacock. The peacock.
1: All right. I did go on for Parks and Rec and they have the first uh, two for free and then the rest you have to pay for like the subscription What is it? Is the office kind of the same way you got to pay for? I, subscri- I'm I tired have, of paying for subscriptions.
0: So we have Xfinity. So we get Peacock with Xfinity. So hmm. now I will say we still have to watch commercials, which is interesting. So I don't know if there's a paid version within that version that I could have paid for and not, not have commercials. I don't know. Um, but we've been watching Yellowstone on there and it's, fan freaking tastic uh all right the art of cursing the main event the main event the main event ding ding this is what ding. i'm excited for this it's is, the, this, is, the, this, is the, this is how the whole thing
1: started <laughs> how the whole thing started this, this is how, how the whole it started. thing started
0: we were just kind of just bsing at the beginning i'll be honest I'm just up and down don't even know what was happening um all right where do you want to start with unpacking cursing
1: let's start since we were just talking about yellowstone and the media let's talk about cursing in the media let's start there right because i think there is an art form to a curse word all right i do think that you can use it for a a, a myriad of, of, of reasons and uh examples and things to, to emphasize whatever it might be get attention uh, but let's let's just talk let's start with it from the from the media perspective right and I think this was one of the things that, that I, I learned out of the first few episodes of that Nick Cage deal, uh, talking about like movie ratings yeah. and, and how that those things kind of get going. Right. Yeah. I think they said it started off with what was called like the Hayes code through the 1960s or something like that. And then the MPAA came out and started doing, you know, different movie ratings and how many F bombs to get to a R and what, how, what can you really slip into a PG 13 and all that kind of stuff. Do you all right? Do you ever go back now and watch like an early '90s PG movie? There's a they say you know that yeah like there's a they get they get a few more of those in there that I think you can get away with now.
0: There's a lot more a lot more stuff, even like nudity and stuff, which we're not talking about today. But but it's really interesting to see what is in those older movies where it's like, oh, I don't think that would have been okay today. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh it's definitely definitely interesting. I always knew about the one f bomb rule. I knew I knew about that because there was a couple movies. The one I the one I was thinking of they showed was Anchorman, it was it was PG thirteen and they dropped the one f bomb at the at that scene. <laughs> I can't even do it, but uh, I thought that was Erotica pretty fantastic. Quirk. So I because you know you'd watch movies and it was like you're just waiting for that one special moment, how are they going to use it? And then, Oh, there it is. That was awesome. You know, um, the, ra- the rating system was interesting. And then you think about censorship in general. I mean, for the most part, it seems like as a country, this is a large overarching topic, but seems like, yes, we do have a lot of freedoms, but it seems like those freedoms have increasingly, um, expanded, over time. I mean, it's pretty, pretty wild to think about what we can do and show and see and be and all of those things compared to what was acceptable hundred years ago.
1: So to your point right there though, I think that started with language. I do. I think language is probably the first thing that started getting more progressive and allowed attention to be drawn to certain issues and, and certain circumstances that have allowed the rest of the social, economic, political, social, whatever you want to say, really start to catch up. I mean, if you think about it, and this was one of the things, and, and I'm kind of tying five different things together here, but this is one of the things that was mentioned, I think, in that, um, that docu-series. You look at, you know, what was it, in the 80s with NWA coming out with, you know, F the police drawing a, just a ton of attention uh, you know, to really, you know, everything going on with, uh, you know, police culture and, and how they treated African Americans, and then you had "Fight the Power," you know, coming out with, with "Public Enemy Number One." Which one of those got, you know, "Fight the Power" got more airplay because, I mean, you couldn't play yeah. the NWA song. Yeah. But which one do you know now? Everyone oh, yeah. knows the NWA. Song. Everybody knows that. Very song. true. Because it, it it rings true. There's something that 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 makes it more evident more prevalent in society as a whole and i think that's what kind of starts bringing attention to those certain things because it, it it cursing grabs your attention especially if it's a strong enough word especially you know the f word right i mean that if, if that gets said you know my ears perk up a little bit I'm like what what is someone you has just like, taken you know, it like, to someone's yeah, just <laughs> hey, taken it to that level Let's, let's calm down a second. Uh, what, what, what are we talking about? Uh, did I cross the line again? I'm, I'm bad at that. Yeah. What, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what happened. But I mean, I think it's true though. I think you know, if you look at, look at language, you look at, you look at that. I, I think that has helped propel the rest of socioeconomical issues.
0: So it's always interesting to me when I meet somebody new or I'm in an interview or I've taken a lot of one-on-one coffee or get a drink with or whatever i've met all these new people since finishing law school and it's always interesting how like i start off on my best behavior but once they drop that first f-bomb i'm like okay i can relax now
1: <laughs> we're cool <laughs> i don't know if
0: I, it's like i don't mirror it right away i don't immediately drop the f-bomb right back but i'll i'll, I'll start with like a, the a word or an s word i may throw a d word in there do you know what i'm saying like okay, well you opened the door, so that's acceptable, and now we're cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, it's like so, a, it's a sense I of like know, comfort. 100%. It's like, well, you, you felt comfortable saying that in front of me, so now I feel comfortable. I think most adults probably curse. I, I would, I don't have any stats there at all. I would just guess that that's probably a majority. Chime time, son of a Chime. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Actually, I have a funny story about that. So, I've talked about my younger, my youngest brother, uh, a couple different times. I think um, he has special needs, uh, and part of the stuff that he has is is it's a hearing impairment too, right? So, growing up, he heard things a lot differently than you or I would hear things. And we were watching some movie or something, and it said, you know, "son of a bee, right? And he turned around to my dad, and he couldn't have been, I don't know, maybe 10 years old, 11 years old. He turned around to my dad. He goes, Dad, can I say son under the bench? That's what he heard. Wow. As a son under the bench. My dad, dude, he couldn't stop laughing. He goes, yes, you could say that. That is perfectly fine. You could definitely hysterical. say that. Uh, oh, it's so, man. It's
0: so innocent, too. Oh,
1: man. It is. It really is.
0: So. I want to take us back a little bit in time in our own lives because I have some pretty early memories of when bad words, when it became present to me that bad words existed. I have a very, very pointed story about how I learned about that. I don't remember, it. I don't remember this story very well, but it has been told to me and recanted, not recanted, that's <laughs> not good, recalled to me a ton of times now. Um, to my knowledge, I'm very young. I think I'm like six or seven and I get in trouble at school and I called another kid a bad name. I used a bad word. So the way the story goes is that I got in time out at school or got in trouble. My mom brings me home and says to my dad, Hey, Van called somebody a bad word today at school. And he starts just lighting me up. Um, you know, like, what did you say? And my mom's like, well, well, Lee, it wasn't that bad. And he's like, well, no, no, no. And he, she's like, well, let me just tell you what it is. He's like, no, 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 he's going to tell me. He's going to tell me. So my punishment was that he was going to make me repeat this naughty, bad word that I had said as like a six-year-old or seven or something. And it it got extreme, too. At some point, I was not allowed to eat dinner. I'm pretty sure... I'm not throwing him under the bus here, but I'm pretty sure I, I was put outside at one point on the back porch and said, you can't have dinner until you tell me what this word is. So, I mean, we're What's in What's mo-
1: great is that you probably heard the word from your dad.
0: Yeah, you know, maybe. So let's get to the big reveal. My dad has got me outside. I'm in tears. I'm a little kid. And he finally gets me to say it. And I called this kid a doo-doo head. That, <laughs> that was it. A doo-doo head. So... Uh, needless to say, my dad started laughing. I think he kind of felt bad for me at that point. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, there was that, that was probably the most famous story about, uh, bad words early, but we weren't allowed to say shut up or suck or there was some
1: fart was a bad one in our house. Oh,
0: I don't know if that one was ever bad necessarily. Maybe, but I remember shut up and suck were too like you suck. Like, don't say that. That was bad. Shut up. Can't say that. I remember that early on. And then times changed. Did you have anything when you were a kid that you had that, were, that was like that?
1: That I blatantly remember? No. Um, I do. Uh, I mean, I remember I was probably going into like fourth or fifth grade. And the uh, my dad takes me, puts me in his truck. We're going riding around, and we're having we're having a talk because I'm getting to an age now, right? Ah, where, where the things talk. Are things prevalent. are
0: things are changing. It wasn't
1: the talk? It wasn't the talk. Just a talk. But it was it was a talk, and it was hey, tell me every curse word you know.
0: Oh, okay. And like
1: that was how he opened it up. I was like, ah, uh, okay. Because I want you to say them. I want you. I want. I want to tell you, you know, what they mean, what they truly are. And let you have an actual understanding of it, and then why we're not gonna say these ever again. Wow! And that was kind of how the intention was, and so we, you know, we did that. And I, so I remember that and saying some words, and I was just like, "This is awkward as all get out." Because yeah, we didn't. Yeah, I mean, it, it was probably it was high school really before we really started saying too many bad words. Right. I would Say, and then uh, that it kind of the wheels fell off. But to <laughs> your <laughs> point, the doo <doo-doo> doo <laughs> wheels head story. Fell off. The wheel so off at that point. The the, of the, the, the doo head story, though, I think that can be expounded upon, right? I think that we can look at something. Th- this is why, in my mind, listen, I tell Jonah there's still bad words. I don't want him saying those words. It's it's a in, in my view, it does dictate how you are viewed by others, right? Especially if you don't know who's hearing what and everything. I, I really do believe that, right? I believe in good presentation. I, be- I believe in that. I think that, you know, language goes along with that. I do think that there is a time and a place for a curse word. I, I do think that it can be used for-, for good, right? Even if it may seem like it's an ugly word and we can kind of dive into that. But the thing that you said, you doo-doo head, right, was <laughs> I-, I like being able to handle something with words over an actual fist. And I think cursing and that kind of stuff can help you achieve that as opposed now, it can also propel the other way. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say that
0: could it go can. either way. It but, can. but yes. But
1: you you can, you know, you can you can uh, de escalate a situation too by by you know by having some curse words in there. It does kind of help calm things back down as opposed to uh, escalating all of it. I'm not saying Some of that is not escalating. Some of it it definitely is. But you can also cursing can also be used to de-escalate, as opposed from a a fist fight to uh, you know.
0: I got sent this horrible. I got sent this horrible thing today. Not to bring this entire situation down, but this altercation, a verbal altercation about shoveling snow in this one of our group chats, and it resulted in one neighbor quite literally just murdering the the two other neighbors and I mean they were calling each other terrible names but and using a lot of curse words but that would be an example of where maybe prodding the wrong person uh yeah yeah it was pretty it actually ruined my day i've been thinking about it all day so here we are <laughs> but but yes to your point yes it 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 can help to an extent but sometimes if you pick the wrong person oh yikes
1: it can, I mean, it can definitely be that escalator, but I, I do think that, you know, Hey, it can also, yeah, you, know, you get called a certain thing sometimes and it can put you in your place right. and, uh, it can just end a, end a conversation right then and there.
0: So on that, on that note, I want to take each word, not say it, but, but, but discuss it a little bit and we could, I think we start at the bottom and kind of work our way up. Can we do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's so go we can ramp up to it. I don't want to start at the top and just go, Oh God, heavy. All right, so the A word. I, I feel like I feel like this one
1: obviously that's it, that's common at this. point.
0: It's so commonplace, and I also feel like it gets the a hole, right? I mean, you get you get that a lot, right? Just calling somebody that that word. I don't think it gets but used. It, uh, I guess you can add it on to other curse words. I saw that in the in the Netflix uh, series that we were watching. I thought that was kind of funny, um, but it's it's super A-hat. common. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's a lot of uh, options there. I don't know if I use that word a lot, to be honest on the, on the scale. It's definitely not my most used
1: word. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't see. It's not like that's, that's a go-to conversation, you know? Yeah. Like I'm not talking about butts. Yeah. It's just not a thing I do. Very true.
0: I mean, I I will call somebody that the a-hole every now and then if they're being that, but That's pretty much the extent of that one. Um,
1: That one's that one's that one's not too not too. Oh, what about the D word? The D word is exactly
0: that's exactly where I was gonna go next. Um, Old Philip Rivers, dadgummit.
1: (laughs) Philip Rivers is the greatest non-cursor of all. Non-cursing cursor. So we
0: all have those few friends that don't curse, but boy, do they. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about my friend Hunter Sims who uh, really doesn't curse a lot. I'm thinking about Aaron England. I have a couple out there that just, they don't curse, but they're like, uh, it's like in uh, <laughs> The Hangover, Zach Galifianakis, when he's like, shoot. He's like just, mi- he's mimicking uh, Bradley Cooper's character. And he's like, he says the word, and he's like, dang it. And then he says the other word and he says, shoot. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's The non-cursers are hysterical. And if... You have not seen Philip Rivers non-curse. Go on YouTube and just type in oh. Philip Rivers mic'd up. It is some of the Golden. funniest. Oh, it's so good. Do you Here's feel like, the thing. You think like, like that
1: counts? It does. In my in my in my opinion, because that's it's the intent. It's it is the intent of the word. It is the intent of the emotion. It is the intent of you know the the expression. I, I listen. I, I do think that there is a different. Uh, personification and, and and way that you come across when you say the the slang when you say shoot, right? You, we know what you're saying. You know what you're saying. At the, at this point, what, what does it matter? It, it doesn't. The the same thought is still going across my head. Now, yeah. you know, I get it. it, it you know, it, it does sound better, especially coming from a you know a kid. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I do not want my six year old running around saying any of these words or, or any of that kind of stuff. I you know, I do get on to him for saying "dang it" because he does say "dang it" every now and then. Because I say hey, it. Cause that's a gateway I, word.
0: Gateway word. Try to say that. <laughs> gateway word. Try to say that six times fast. That's hard. Um, yes. I, I mean, and the, that's interesting because, like, as a kid, you you think you're saying it to kind of get away with it, but then gateway. Done. You're still like, stuck. Nah, done. You're not. Um, I you're I not. use the D word a lot as like a a a, a term of like that sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, dang, like I, I will, I will find myself in a car saying that to myself. Like if something bad happens, you know, I, I feel like it's like a, uh, not relief. What's the word I'm looking for, but an unfortunate occurrence. You know, I say that a lot. My team loses. They score a point at the very end. I lose a bet. The D word's coming out for sure.
1: So you're talking about when you have a three and a half point spread going into halftime of I the mean, yeah. Alabama- South Carolina game, and then miss a free throw at the very end to only be up that's, by three.
0: That's quite literally exactly what it is. Pick a team to win. <laughs> pick a team to win by four, and they win by three, because that's how this game works. Vegas um, is cruel. Anything else on the D word? Man, I don't I know. There's the, about, bib- like- there's the biblical religious religious side of it. Be deed. I, I can't say it without saying it. <laughs>
1: that's Oh, I try. GD.
0: Uh, oh, oh, that's an interesting point.
1: Yeah, no, that one I stay away from. That that one I stay away from. GD I stay away from, yeah. and, that, and that's not so much. That is that is for the religious, you know, taking God's name in vain. Yeah, like I, I don't. I don't do the OMG thing. I just I, that 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 one is kind of a over the line one for me. Uh, you know, that one is a little little too far. Um, but yeah. Oh no. All right. I'm gonna escalate this one. Let's go. I'm, I'm done with these these boring ones. I'm gonna get it they get it real, real quick. It's better to be the S word. What about the N word?
0: Oh no 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 no. Not yet. Okay, we can do it. That's fine. <laughs> That's, fine. That's fine. That's fine. We had, we gotta we gotta hit the S word first. Okay, fine. We're ramping up, dude. That was supposed to be like Dude, I was it, I was going a mile of We had right like there. two more to go, man. The S word. I say that one a lot. That one's that one is one that you can use for anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, that one's just stuff. You yeah. know, like,
0: like, it can, it that, can, it could be it. all the that's stuff that you is. put in your car. It could be, I need to grab my backpack. You know, I need to pick pick up my clothes. You know, it, I, that is a very versatile word in my vocabulary. That being said, again, I'm not going to be using that in a business meeting or with the first time no. I meet somebody. Um, but that is a, uh, a pretty popular one for me. All right. Before we get to the two bad ones, cause I have the other bad one that I was going to put on the list, but the F bomb to your point at the very beginning, that is the attention grabber. That, that one, like that the, one
1: perks the ears.
0: Whoa. We have escalated to that level. We are here now.
1: The, the,
0: you hear the that? The
1: antennas go up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like back in the day, like we're playing basketball in the gym and one of the dads drops the F bomb. It's like, okay, all right. Ben's dad is excited. He is here to play. All right, cool. Yep. Um Ben, you better play better. That's the, or else-
1: almost in my mind, that's the point of it. It is to get the attention, right? It is to draw emphasis to whatever it is that you are talking about. It's a little extreme, and I'm not saying it's not, but sometimes the only way you can get attention or get a response is to go to the extreme a little bit.
0: The interesting point of the part of the word that I liked how Netflix uncovered a little bit was not uncovered, but um, it, it's just versatile. Like there, it can be used as a verb, as a, an adjective, as a like they, it can be added on to things. I think it's uh, uh boondock saints where the guy just starts dropping them left and right and left and right. And then I think one of the main characters says like, uh, "You're really showing the versatility of the word," or something like that. I, it, it's, <laughs> it's something. It's something similar to that. Um, but it's just interesting how it can be used um, sarcastically, seriously, left, right, up, and down. It's uh, it's kind of the uh, Swiss Army knife of curse words, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you that that one that one for that me. One gets,
0: I, it's a number that 1. one for, it's number 1 for me. It's bad.
1: And that's yeah, that one I wish I wouldn't say as much because it's, it's almost to the same point like if it gets that attention when you say it, almost if you just oversay it, it's not going to get that attention anymore. It's not going to serve the purpose that you want it to serve.
0: True. That's actually true cuz you use anything too much and then it's just another word. If you don't use it it's like good.
1: No, it's like, have you ever, you know, I think I have told someone that they are an I love you whore because they say I love you or love everything. And I'm like, hmm. it means nothing now when you say this to me, if you love tacos and you love socks and you love sand castles and you love puppy dogs, rainbows and leprechauns and everything else. That's great. But it means nothing to me now.
0: That's a good point. It means nothing to me. Before we get to the last two, which are the big ones, I, what I find interesting is online, what about texting a word or an abbreviation of the word as opposed to saying it? I feel really, really confident on Twitter. When I type out LFG, huh. when my team is about to go into the, a big playoff game or something and I do LFG, everybody knows that means less, let's f and go. But I don't feel like people are gonna be like, "Oh my God, he said the F word," because I didn't. I just typed a little, a little letter, little letter, letter F. But you know what it means, and I mean it in my soul. <laughs> do you, do you, do you get that at all? Or like the WTF, uh, or like anything like that, or STFU. What the face? Just I love the. I, I actually, actually is, love right? the STFU man. I've used
1: that a lot more recently than I used to. I don't know. Man. I'm not. I'm not a big shorthand person. That's just. I don't know. I, I, you know, I think that goes back to the AIM days, the BRBs, mm. you know, uh, P-O-T-S, parent over the shoulder. What was it? it oh, I don't, I can't oh, yeah, I I don't just, even know if I, I remember
0: that one. That's probably why I got busted so yeah, much. No, I'm just kidding.
1: That's probably why. You got to, you gotta, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, get everybody man. on the same page. I don't know. I've that's never been, cool. that's never been, I don't do the shorthand. I don't like shorthand. I don't know. I don't but do I do you like cur- Twitter. Do
0: you curse through text message, though, or through email?
1: Uh, I All the ducking time.
0: Okay, I love the duck. The duck is Dude, the best. And
1: honestly, I won't even, I won't even correct it I, because at that point, it gets the attention yes, that I
0: wanted. Yes, you're, you're like, oh, I know what they meant. There's not, a, <laughs> there's not a duck here. There's no such thing as ducking. Well, I mean, I guess there is, but, but that, that's a good point. One of, the, one of the big things I took from my dad that I remember him saying very, it's just one of those lessons that I got was don't ever type out or write out or email anything that could be possibly construed the wrong way or against your self-interest. If, you're gonna, if you have something to say that could be something like that, you're gonna pick up the phone and you're gonna call this person and tell them the issue that you have. Um, that doesn't give you the right to call them and just use terrible language and, and say horrible things, but if there's something that ha- could be ambiguous and could be construed to be one way or the other, an emotional email, an emotional follow-up, you know, pick up the phone, call that person and let's talk it out as opposed to, you know, it's kind of like sports. The retaliation is always the one that gets flagged, right? You know? Yep. It's like, you called somebody or somebody called you and said something and you sent an email back and you copy the boss and you drop some words in there and the boss is like, yo, Corey, come on. It's like, it's not professional. That's, it's not professional. But again, they, you know, they probably poked and prodded to make that happen but, uh, yeah, so I, uh, I will, you know, the abbreviations are interesting, though. You know, I, I, will, I will use them because they just don't seem like they carry the same weight. It's, they seem popular enough out there in the world that I'm not going to get, you know, crucified for it. But anyways, that was just an interesting thought. I have more confidence texting a word or a phrase, especially, uh, you know, shortened as opposed to saying it out loud. No, that
1: makes sense. I mean, I think I think the, the power of the F word, though. It, it there there is a there is an emotional raw power with that word. I I, I like that one. That's almost the king of them. I mean, it that's is, like the king curse word for
0: sure. It's uh, it, it's like very harsh. Even just the physical saying of it, the the, you know, just the sound coming out. It's a very harsh sounding word.
1: It depends on how you say it. it could also mean pure ecstasy.
0: That is true, too. I mean... That is true.
1: You know, it, it really... You can, it depends on how you use it. It can go a bunch... Of, it's a very, you know, versatile word. But,
0: there. so... Okay, that's an interesting point, too, there. And th- this may get so weird that I take this out, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always think about the difference between the action of, of the F word as opposed to making love. I feel like those are two very separate activities that are happening. You know, both can be enjoyable, but I do feel like there needs to be a a nice little blend. and And this is the end of this conversation
1: <laughs> <laughs> with Valentine's Day on the horizon. Let's right, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, talk yeah, yeah, about yeah, the yeah, difference.
0: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, seriously though. But that is interesting, right?
1: <laughs> no, it is because there is a difference. There is, though. I mean, uh, you know, one's a little bit more sensual, and the other's more jackhammer. I mean, that's just that's just the way <laughs> that it is. <laughs> Hey, we this, were, you went there. Wait, I, I hey, told we, you. I don't know where the line is. We
0: started the podcast with me describing the newest viewing app as the cock. So, okay, we're we're <laughs> here. We're here now. Um, but
1: uh, you knew what you were getting when you clicked on uh, the title, "The Art of Curse." Hey, all right? that you is true. You
0: if you've made it this far, you you should be on board with what's going on. So, all right. Well, the, there's two at the end that I find to be the worst.
1: I will not say these next.
0: The year. C word and the N word. And I have a couple no things way. to say. I do. I want, I want to end with the N word. Cause I feel like that's like a big topic right now that I would like to talk about really fast. But the C word is so interesting to me because to me that was always take the N word out of it right here. That was like the, whoa, that we never say that word. Like I will never utter that word for me. Um, for the longest time, and I'm not saying that's changed, but I, I will say that in the last like five to ten years, I, I don't know if it's I've watched more British shows, <laughs> but the C word in their culture is a much a more acceptable thing, and it's really interesting to see that or hear that in their culture, and then you swap it two hours, and it's like, oh. Those are fighting words and somebody's husband's about to get in a fight, <laughs> you know?
1: Dude, it's so the same, same way as, and it, you know what? This is a really good, interesting point. It, it is the difference in culture, right? Because what is it? A, a fag is a cigarette, yes. right? Yeah. But you say that he, he, over here, that is not what that means, right? So it's, it's it kind of funny that the differences and how that really works. Uh, but yeah, no, that's one I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell a story. I'm going to get in trouble for telling the story, but I don't really care. Oh. Um, oh. Yeah. I'm going to tell the story. It's too late. I'm going
0: there. I unleash. So tell, we were, tell the story.
1: There you go. Uh, I will. So we were back home for Thanksgiving. And uh, Van and I are both from, uh, families are both from South Alabama, down closer to Mobile. So we both usually head that way for Thanksgiving. And one Thanksgiving, I don't know, what was it? Six, seven, eight uh, years? It's ago? at least
0: seven or eight years at this point.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a while back. Um, it was Thanksgiving night, and neither... All right, so this is kind of getting off-subject at this point, but neither of our family celebrate Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. It's always the next Friday, so people could travel in, do whatever. So what that meant was on Thanksgiving night, we were both really bored, and so we said, hey, let's go out uh, on Dolphin Street and in downtown Mobile, have a couple drinks, just kind of get to catch up a little bit, uh, spend some time together. So I went, my wife went, Van went, um, his ex was with him at the time. So she was there and Van's mom was with us. That was it, right? I don't that think was, else it. was with us. Oh, Cody. Yeah. So I, think it was, I
0: think Cody showed up or Bo. It was one of those two. Somebody. One of the two brothers was there.
1: Neither one of them I think could drink anyway. So it didn't, They, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, we're sitting there and I think, I don't know if I had got there first or you had got there first. At some point, I either had a shot waiting for you or I snuck away and got a shot. I don't quite remember the Which, cadence there. For
0: for those of you that don't know, that tracks perfectly. That that actually that's, that, right. that's makes perfect sense. Go ahead, Corey.
1: That's yeah, about it's about how they all go and it usually doesn't stop at one. Um and so it got to a point where we weren't trying to to get to get I want to say shoddy we weren't trying to get shoddy. hey
0: there you all go all right
1: you see what i did there it's difficult we were, <laughs> not like when um, you're
0: really thinking about it it's hard to replace those words I sometimes
1: know. Go ahead. I, I only wanted to say the expression because of this pot. i didn't hear work that one but whatever um uh, and so we're sitting there we're not even trying to you know go too far or anything we're just trying to be funny and have a good time uh we're watching the egg bowl and uh anyway uh van's ex did not take it well that we were just goofing around having a good time whatever and I, she said a couple things all right and uh i had gotten to know her a little bit more at that point so i just ignored her i got, i just kind of i just kind of knew what it was but my wife had not really spent any time with her and so she got up to go use the restroom i think yeah and my love lovely lovely wife leans over to Van's mom and goes, she is such a C word. (laughs) And I could not believe that that happened. I could not believe that my perfect little blonde haired beautiful wife said such a disgusting naughty word. It was so like, it was so funny to me. And it's so immature. And I know that, but I still laugh (sighs) about it. I still think it's funny. This
0: was like a, this was like a first meet and greet kind of thing. I think that's also like true for God. That was like yeah. the first or second this time. This was like an early oh, on man. thing and uh, didn't make a good impression. And uh, yeah, yeah, there it is. There's the story, Corey.
1: <laughs> it was great. I still laugh about it. I still think it's hilarious.
0: <sighs> All things work out the way that they should. So Fact. uh, no regrets there. So. Moving on, okay, I mean, basically on that one, I, oh my gosh, I feel like I may have said it a couple times sarcastically, like, watching one of these shows, like, uh, uh, Peaky Blinders or something, but even then, I just, on the inside, I'm like, ooh, I couldn't ever see myself, like, looking at someone and and saying that, you know what I'm saying? Um, For sure. All right, the creme de la creme. This is a no-no. Okay, can't so here's, you, can't,
1: you can't say it, but here's the thing. And, and I think it's a lot like how the B word is starting to kind of be owned. Yeah, now, uh, By, by true. women and, and, and different things. I think the N word is kind of going through something similar to that in, in black culture. And I know that I have no right to say that uh, by any means. But I, I do think it's kind of being looked at differently yeah. than it, and it has been in the past. I think it has such a negative connotation when you take it back to Jim Crow and slavery yeah. and everything else that you know it's a long time before the accepted vernacular, uh, and and maybe it never will. And uh, okay, I get that too, uh, but I do think it's becoming more mainstream to where it might get not it's not going to mean less than than what it means now if it's said, but it may just become more commonplace, kind of like the S word or any of that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. That's so kinda,
1: that that would be my thought. I'll let cu- you. I know you said you had. To
0: yeah, discuss. a couple couple things that make this whole thing really interesting, and obviously there's a lot going on right now about it. But it's really interesting how it can be a term of endearment within a group of people, and then a word that it means an actual an a vile thing of degradation on the other. To your point, you know the actual core of where the word came from is not a term of endearment so obviously you know if that's the source we should probably just not use that word i i know that i i don't i'm not going to say it's funny or that it gets thrown around but the delineation of the hard r or not the hard r you hear that a lot you hear a lot of people say that and i bring this up because in nashville chime time perfect timing Um, In Nashville, past weekend, you had Morgan Wallen, who is probably one of the biggest up-and-coming country artists. TMZ followed him to his house, and he drops the N-word at his house. It's a white country artist, young, got a mullet, kind of looks living the, you know, southern country white boy life, and drops that word. And it's really interesting how I hear a certain segment say, crucify him he's done whatever by the way i don't have a take on this and then in the middle it's like well he didn't use the hard r so give him some slack and then there's the other side probably the minority that's like "Uh, i don't really care you know just i mean whatever it's like it's just interesting the scope of people that will try to rationalize that and and in my opinion i mean i'm If you're white, you you shouldn't be using this word ever. Open door, closed door, texting. It just shouldn't be used, you know? Um, But I can see how it, it was interesting. I feel like when we were younger, I do feel as if I could see those lines get crossed. If you're a white friend that has a majority, has majority black friends, and that term of endearment gets used across those friendships... And then you're using that word. It's just—it's really interesting how that can get blurred so so fast. Uh, I don't feel like I have any issue with that. I just don't say that word ever. <laughs> but I don't—I don't know. Don't have to worry it, about it. Any any thoughts? I mean, yeah, for me, it's like if if I'm Morgan Wallen's friend or attorney, I'm like, dude, what the F N H are you doing? That was really hard for me to put together in my head. <laughs> I'm like, dude one, you should just take that out of your vocabulary forever. And then two, I don't even, I shouldn't even say the second part, but just the risk mitigation of it is like, you're on camera all the time. You're one of the most polarizing characters right now. What are you doing? You're an idiot. So, um, but it's, it is interesting to me how it can be a, a term of endearment within the culture. And then so bad on the, on the outside. Yeah. It's, it's I mean, interesting. It, it's it's kind of it like is. the it's B the word same. though. You said that. I yeah. mean, like
1: if you called a girl, a B word or if they're, you know, Hey, it's my, it's my bees. All right. You know, it's, but if a guy a, I think calls it, it just, a girl,
0: a B it's, Oh, it's on. Oh, we're it's, it's going down.
1: It's on. So, I mean, I think it's interesting. I think, I think the whole concept of cursing and curse words in general is just interesting because it's, it can mean so many different things in such a different way. And I think it's funny that, you know, there's there's some negative connotation to cursing, too. Right. You know, there's been several people who will say that if you curse, you it's because you can't speak in a, in a higher vocabulary. You don't you're not intelligent and all that stuff. Well, actually, it's been proven and there's been several studies and you can look them up uh, that, that assumption of language correlates with intelligence. Um, actually, cursing uh, shows that you're more intelligent. There, it's, it's, proven, it's been proved to the exact opposite because you're able to have more social acceptance and more situational vocabulary to what you were talking about at the beginning of this. So it is kind of funny that something like that kind of does circle back. You know, I think there's a bunch of different things that, in my mind, uh, can kind of correlate. Uh, you know, with cursing, you talked about uh, being more honest and open almost when, when you're able to kind of curse with people. And there has been three studies just since 2017 showing that cursing uh, does help improve honesty. So you're actually less likely to lie if you're cursing. I think because that... Because it is just blunt yeah. honesty.
0: And I, I hadn't thought about it like that, but like I was explaining that interviewer that first meet, it's like once the curse word comes out, you kind of let your guard down a little bit and you actually have a real conversation, you know? It's yep. very... It's interesting. Man.
1: It's the truth. Then I've heard the argument that, uh, you know, you're just you're not creative enough. Again, kind of goes to the intelligent things. But surprisingly enough, uh, language is dictated out on the right side of the brain, which is your creative side of the brain, which guess what? If you're cursing, that's that's where it's coming from. There's a couple studies shown, you know, I think it was, uh, you know, we give you two minutes to write down any non curse words that start with S, F and A. And then we'll give you two two minutes to come up with words that start with S, F, and A. And it's actually the people who curse come up with more on both sides. Uh, That is funny. So they've been proven more creative uh, from from that perspective. So, you know, I'm not saying that it is for everybody. I'm not saying that everybody needs to go out and start dropping every other word. needs to be a curse word or anything like that. But I'm also saying don't don't look down at somebody who does curse. Uh, I would say if you're going to use those words, make sure you know what you're saying and you know the company that you're keeping when you say them. You know, uh, and make sure you know you're not. We're not walking down the the store with our speakerphone on, saying every which word under the yeah. book that you yeah. you're not. You know, perception does go a long way, uh, and, and cursing can give you a bad perception. That is still a societal norm, but you know, for somebody who can actually sit there and have a conversation with you, uh, I don't think it'll hurt you.
0: And that is the art of cursing. Thank you for tuning in to episode 15, titled Communication and the Art of Cursing. We hope you enjoyed it. If you don't already, you should probably start thinking about how you communicate your ideas and how your use of curse words are interpreted. As a reminder, you can interact with us on Twitter at talkin_bs underscore B underscore S. And you can, of course, find us on all major podcasting platforms, including Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. This has been another episode of Talkin BS.